0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Change on the Run podcast, where we discuss common change challenges and ways you can address them when you're short of time. And I'm your host, Phil Buckley. Today's topic is identifying project lessons learned. Managing the closing of a change project is challenging because most leaders and project team members have mentally moved on to their next roles and challenges. Documenting lessons learned at the end of a change project is essential for building change capability in your organization. It documents which activities worked and should be repeated by other project teams and which didn't and shouldn't. So how do you identify project lessons learned to build change capability in your organization? and my guest today is Mary Jacobs. Mary, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Phil, thank you. I'm very excited.
0: <laughs> uh, me too, thanks so much for being here. <laughs> Mary has over 25 years of change in project management experience in the telecom, energy, packaged goods, information technology, and professional services industries. She holds a Master of Library Science from Southern Connecticut State University and a BA from the University of New Mexico. Mary, what's been your experience with identifying project lessons learned?
1: You know, that is a question that kind of becomes the dreaded task in most projects. Mary, we want you to take on collecting the lessons learned. Can you get it done by Friday? And this might be Monday. (laughs) You know, you're just like, ah, (laughs) where to start? You know, when I think about lessons learned, We talk about, we know lessons learned are in every methodology, whether you are a business analyst, whether you're a project manager, whether you're an operations person and you're launching some new product. And in our world in change, it's a key learning activity. And yet, how many times have we done one and said, oh, what's going to happen with this? And why are we spending this time? And I just don't feel like this is going to be value add, or nobody really wants this, but they have to check that box off Mm. on the project deliverable saying they delivered, gave a lessons learned. And I think that there has been a lot of writing and discussion in the industry around this idea of, do you just check the box, tick the box to say you did something versus we really need to do this. And the reason is the value, the benefit, something didn't quite go the way we expected it we understand why? How do we turn that around the next time and learn from it? So I think really when it comes down to it, how we go about getting lessons learned, documented, or accomplished needs to be rethought in the context of the why and the how it will be used. Since you asked the question, I had to, I thought about the years of doing, being in projects being in operations, doing lessons learned, and all these kind of memories came up (laughs) (laughs) and that not all of them were good. (laughs) And then I thought about the last project I was on where we learned a different model and the results started to become so different. So I would say that now I am a big believer in doing lessons learned and I have changed my kind of changed my attitude towards them as a result of this amazing person who was our leader, our mentor to get things going in this way.
0: And, and what did that person do that was so different from your past experience?
1: Laura brought a lot of different ways of thinking and creating and getting the job done to the project. One of the things that she's very creative on is the use of different models or approaches or frameworks to tackle problems so the one that we started to use was called the point method it's an acronym and it means p for pluses o for opportunities and those are opportunities if your business or your your organization was functioning in this new way what would the opportunities be to do something differently to make something different happen i are for issues and then from those issues you always start the issues with, it's like a Jeopardy game, how might we, or you know, how to, and then add the issue. And then the last two initials, NT, is really around new thinking. So new ways of thinking, that if you've done these things, then these are the new new ways of thinking about the business that could be implemented or that would be required. We started to use this point method of, to collect the lessons learned and then leverage those lessons for the next mini project. And so a big lesson I learned was why wait to the very end. Yes. And I think that's something if somebody asked me and I think you will ask me later on, but that would be one thing I would highly recommend and suggest to anybody who is in a project environment is do these little mini debriefs whether you whatever method you use, but do them earlier in the process. When you have, say, you've just completed a major deliverable inside the project where you've impacted or engaged the client and the employees and maybe the external clients, whomever is involved, who are the receivers of the work, engage them right away to do this mini debrief and then feed it back to the client and feed it back to your business, your project team, because it's a very positive experience. My experience has been that, they are kind of onerous things that have to be done. And oftentimes they're done when something doesn't go right. Okay, we gotta do lessons learned on this because that was more of a moratorium, <laughs> obituary on the project as opposed to, hey, we did things well. You know, we talk about celebrating the work done when we talk about change, good a good change program celebrates success. And it's hard to celebrate when you're so down in the trenches and trying to dig out from what looks like it's could be a colossal, not going so well ending. The idea of introducing these mini debriefs, lessons learned throughout the life cycle of a project or a program gives people a way to share what they learned, what they'd like to see differently, how we might really leverage the organization to do what we need to do and get buy-in. And then we also have quotes from people, and you can say anonymously, but you can go back to the leadership, or you can go into these teams and just say, hey, listen, do you remember we did this debrief, and some of the comments around what we could do better, or how we might change the approach, do you remember these things, and then we we refresh on those, and they say, oh yeah, we said we wanted to do this instead of that, and the way to do this instead of that was to get other people involved, so you have a record that you can use within the current project to refresh and redirect as needed. No, I think that's- tremendous. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Think- and a lot of stories come out of that too. You know, that's the, oh yeah, do you remember when we did this? And do you remember how we didn't really like it at the beginning, but then after we kind of re- regrouped and talked about it and then you explained what we were going to do and how you were going to help us and then we started to help each other. Oh yeah. And hey, it didn't take as long as we thought it was going to, but you know, we could do it this way and this way and this way. So I think all those little stories that people will share when it's fresh in their mind, there's really no room for dumping negativity. And it's because the structure says, let's talk about what went well. Let's talk about if we have the future in place, what would we do next? What could we do next? And let's talk about well, how could we work with what we have today to make it better? We shifted feedback and lessons learned from a text method of capturing lessons learned to an in-person, real-time group session. It could be as short as 30 minutes. It could be an hour with someone scribing. In a table format, a little worksheet, a PowerPoint, it could be done on a collaborative on a whiteboard. People could be putting stickies up on the segment and you can capture it that way. So there's any number of ways to do it. But I think that making it a people-oriented opportunity to share what was learned and what could be done differently also keeps people connected.
0: How do you make room for something like this at the beginning of the project when people are you know, rushing to get the change plan done and the, the teams are mobilizing? How do you sell it in? How would you recommend doing that?
1: If I had the opportunity and to do this, I would probably draft it right into the change plan and then try to integrate it into the overall plan at the end of each phase or the end of each significant event that happens. So change training. Okay. We have to help individuals understand how to manage and thrive through training. So let's develop the plan for that. we got the curriculum. We have the heat maps showing us who's most impacted, how many people in each of those categories. We find a way to engage nowadays. It's probably all online. So we have all that. We get the content. We get it all vetted. We get it scheduled. The logistics. Great. We deliver. Great. We get some. Now, do we get feedback? Or do people get tired of giving feedback and, hey, you know what, we don't really like giving feedback because, or having surveys at the end of the training because we're over surveyed. Oh, ah, okay. So how do we know how, if we did okay, or if we should make any changes to the program, if we're doing 10, 12 sessions, how do we improve on it? So that's kind of the, at the end of that section, I would suggest that we start building in the lessons learned, half hour, hour with the client, and not necessarily with the leadership per se, but with the people who are actually part of the training program. So get some key people and a diversified, broad-based group of people from the organization who participated. And I think that's probably a really key piece of learning on my part in the message, which is if you only pick the people who are active participants in the training, you'll get what you want to hear. Mm -hmm. If you could get those active participants to engage their colleagues who were less active or seemed quiet to get those people to participate in the feedback, then you have a better idea of the spectrum and the kinds of things that, well, without calling them out, saying, so if we were doing this again, is there something you would have liked to have seen us do differently? Is there something that you thought worked really well? Is there something that was flat was there something that you were hoping to learn that you didn't learn like and do you think that would be a value to your colleagues so people can start to think without feeling that they're being called out individually because now they can do it as a group and again obviously everybody's tight for time you're on a project schedule you've got operational issues because all of those employees are, have day jobs and their manager is going to ask, well, what's the value of asking them to participate in something? And by the way, that's a half hour, hour of time away from tasks. So it better be good. you got to convince me that this is going to have value. So those are the kinds of things I would say start building them in and keep them modest. Don't try to be perfect. And then you have a something you can actually take a photo of and you can show it to the leadership and you can show it to the sponsor groups and you can show it to the different management and business teams as a way of, hey, that's really neat. Like it's now, it's not just a multi-page Word document or PowerPoint deck that's got too many words on it that nobody really wants to see, but now you've checked the box. We've moved it from a checkbox into a much more dynamic, value-add, deliverable.
0: Any ideas about how you can actually reward people for giving the time over time to do these sessions, whether it's acknowledgement, Mm. recognition, is there any way to make it worth their while beyond the novelty of doing it?
1: Understanding how you can reward in the setting you're in and also what is of importance to the people in that environment when it comes to their own development or What would make them happy? What would make them feel like, hey, I just learned something. I got the leg up on something, a new way of doing something that I can use and apply that will help me be better at what I do. Or I can help my colleagues. Or if I'm a manager and I need to learn how to get some feedback methods into my team, I could use this.
0: You know, let's say you do these great lessons learned and and excellent examples that you've given, you've got them documented, the project team moves on, leaders move on because, you know, they're on their next challenge and going forward. How do you embed those great lessons learned into the operational teams when you know you're not going to be there to reinforce it and make change stick? How do you inspire people to take it on beyond the, hey, that was just a great session. We'll have to remember that in the future.
1: To that point around accountabilities, uh, performance management and having some accountability for sustaining the new way of working in performance reviews or in your end of year review. I worked at another company and that's exactly what happened. Now, it was related to some of the more specific capabilities that were being deployed. And from a change perspective, we were having a difficult time getting commitment from business leaders to get their people engaged and then going to training. That was that was a train, massive training program. And finally, I think the program sponsor asked us what he could do to get the leaders to send their people. And I think out of frustration, more than out of brilliant thought, we said, well, make them accountable. Put it in their performance review. I, it was just a, how else can we get their attention? And it happened. And And as soon as that message went out from the client to the business leads and to the the VP, director, manager level, the roadblock was opened up. Now, it doesn't mean that we didn't have to rethink some of the logistics and scheduling to accommodate some of the teams that really it was a challenge for them to get their people into training. However, that became the 20%. You know, we talked about the 80-20 rule. The managers now knew that the directors would support them if they said something had to be adjusted or they needed some backfill or some way to get the teams into training. And that became like 80%, we'll say roughly. We're able now to sign up for the training schedules that had been designed with them in mind, their work, their schedules, their shifts. And the 20% became the ones that needed the custom retooling.
0: Leaders have such an impact on the success of any aspect. How would you define their role regarding lessons learned?
1: They have to buy in. You know, how many times have we experienced the first day? Great to meet you. Oh yeah, welcome. This is really important. It's vital to us. And then you try to get an audience with that person again. And they're like, Well, don't you have a sponsor to talk to? Like, what is it you really need to talk to me about? Of course, most leaders are much better than that now, right? Leaders have become more aware through their own experiences of, you can be a leader, but you may not be the sponsor. The sign of a good leader is knowing when to delegate and when to recognize that one of their people is really the right person to be that, in the person, the go-to, the sponsor, the the person who would be making a lot of the decisions, or bringing decisions forward, or the, the results forward. So I think that's that's a good thing. And then I think the other thing is we always talk about the sponsors being, uh, you know, actively engaged, being willing to have difficult conversations, visibly communicating, building coalitions amongst themselves, amongst the organization, the leadership. And I think that that applies to any of those roles where we call them, you know, leaders, sponsors, stakeholders. For any program to be successful, having those people understand their role and what it means to them in their day-to-day work and in their long-term for the duration of the program or even after. And it could be different for each person, you know, because maybe maybe you have an executive committee and that executive committee just wants to know at the end of the day, is this going to get us to our end of our three or five-year plan? How is this going to help us? And then you have the director level who are saying, okay, I have a one year. I have my current year, my my next year. How is this going to help me? And what do I need to know? And what kind of decisions do I need to start thinking about? And what is this going to mean to my people? Like how much time is going to be needed? They need time to digest this and negotiate it.
0: If a leader was to say to you, Mary, what do you need me to do so that we have lessons learned that we can leverage in, for future initiatives and become better at change. What would you suggest to that person?
1: Well, I would, first would all, I compliment them for being so uh, thoughtful. And with foresight, I, I would say probably, great. How about if you participate in one? We were just about ready to schedule one. How would you like to be part of it? Now it becomes very open and transparent. Now, you may have to rethink some of the participants and the kinds of things that you're doing, but I think engaging and doing... And leading by example, they remember that. And then they have something to talk to that person about if they bump into them in the futuristic elevator (laughs) or around the futuristic kitchen (laughs) microwave, (laughs) because now they have something in common that they didn't have before.
0: That's beautiful. And and it it almost goes back to the, how do you reward people for doing the right thing? And, And part of it is that you're being just like the senior leader and she's doing the right thing too. And that connection I think is a huge, what's in it for me.
1: I think it's a professional, personal development. That's the reward and understanding how you can reward in the setting you're in. And also what is of importance to the people in that environment when it comes to their own development or what would make them happy? What would make them feel like, Hey, I just learned something I got the leg up on something, a new way of doing something that I can use and apply that will help me be better at what I do. Or I can help my colleagues. Or if I'm a manager and I need to do some, learn how to get some feedback methods into my team, I could use this. And hey, oh, and by the way, some of my team might actually know how to do some of this, <laughs> have been familiar with it, so we can have a faster uptake on it. That's the what's in it for me is learning how to do something streamline it, get it to work, uh, how to leverage it for the situation. In the spirit of
0: change on the run where you don't have a lot of time, Mm -hmm. and this is a perfect topic for having to do lessons learned with very little time. Is there a sort of a one thing, the 80-20 that would give you 80% of the results in 20% of the time.
1: Adopt a little bit of a, an approach that I've been studying is to pull two other people from different parts of the project, tap them and just say, hey, could you give me an hour? You know, we've got to do lessons learned. We don't have much time. Really want to make something that's a valuable, reusable product. You each represent a different area of the project and you have different experiences. Here's the framework. Why don't you think about it? Let's have our first session tomorrow. We can get online. We can brainstorm this. And they can actually be talking to their colleagues, above and below them, and saying, okay, I'm going in to do this lesson learned. Here's what we're going to be doing. Got half an hour, an hour to talk about what we saw, how we would go forward, what we would make sure that was in place before we come into another project.
0: As we round off our conversation now, is there any one tip or a watch out or a recommendation for the listeners just on lessons learned and making them successful?
1: I would say what we talked about earlier, which is don't look at them as afterthought, but rather start using that lessons learned as a tool that you can use throughout the life cycle of the project, the program and Start to roll that up into the final lessons learned report out and engage the client. Don't do it yourself. The earlier you engage the client, the leaders, the people who are affected, that receiving audience and engage them, they buy in, they take ownership. And so that lessons learned becomes a much more usable document.
0: Mary, thank you so much for being on the Change on the Run podcast. Really appreciate you sharing your your knowledge and expertise and recommendations. How can people get in contact with you?
1: Well, you could always reach me on LinkedIn as Mary Jacobs, or you could email me at jacobsmaryc at gmail.com or send a message to Phil. Who can connect you?
0: I'll definitely pass it on. Thank (laughs) you so, so much. I've really enjoyed our conversation. It was tremendous. And I'd also like to thank our producer, Charlie Buckley. And thank you for listening. And if you're interested in learning about the Change on the Run book that addresses all podcast topics, please go to changeontherun.com. And until the next time, I wish you the best as you continue to lead change.